all things considered, if you pretty much have them both coming out of the same year, I do believe the national cause will be better simply because the demand is there. Welcome everyone to the first Slab Stocks FC episode with a discussion with the guest. I am here joined by Oren. Uh, Oren's a good friend of mine from Instagram. Him and I have been having soccer discussions for now eight to nine months, ever since last December, I want to say. He ventured over to the Slab Stocks podcast channel, listened to a couple podcasts of ours, and he DM'd me, and we've been going back and forth ever since. Oren, thank you for joining me, and I just want you to give a little bit of background about yourself and how you got into sports cards. Hi, Aaron. Thank you for having me. Um, it's very simple. Back in late October, I have a friend of mine. His name is Matt. He told me, hey, you should go look around for prison basketball boxes because Matt knows I like to hustle and make a little extra money on the side. So I've been going to Target and Walmarts and picking up those prison boxes for $20 and reselling them for 30 <laughs> And I thought that was great. 50% margin, you know. Little yeah. did I know that there'll be 250 now, but... That's how it started. And from there, I asked him, hey, I like this card thing. Uh, what do you think I should follow? You know, introduce me to some people. And then he told me about your Slapstocks Instagram. It's funny, I don't really use Instagram, but because of that, I opened the account and I started following you. And I think in late December, you had this uh, soccer podcast. And me being a huge soccer fan, I was like, oh, wow, um, I can actually invest in sports cards and soccer which is, that was my favorite thing because I love soccer. And I think you were talking about Sancho and Mbappé. I think I listened to that podcast at least five times they said that day it came out. <laughs> and I started researching and buying and then I contacted you and the rest is history. You know, right now <laughs> yeah. I have over 500 soccer cards at PSA. <laughs> Let's go. That's awesome. That's great to hear. I know you've been doing some awesome things in soccer and we have some really good discussion topics today. Uh, one of the big things about this Slab Stocks FC channel is that we want to help educate you all on the different cards in the soccer card marketplace, including both cards and stickers. We will not be discussing stickers today. That will be with other uh, Instagram users for different chats later down the road, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Today, we're going to be focusing on the soccer card market and then different aspects of it. So I want to start off here with Oren talking about the club team cards versus the national team cards. And we're talking about the uniform here. So if you're thinking about 2018 Optic, they have both the Mbappe in the France kit and then also in the PSG kit. So Oren, I uh, start off this discussion with, you know, oh, there we are right there, PSG, Mbappe from Optic. But let's talk about in this discussion, which do you like targeting, why, and then how do you make the decision between club and national team cards uh, for certain players? Because obviously for some, we know that they get their club card as a rookie and then also national team card, but that's not always the case. Yeah, so when I first started, I was also getting confused which one would be the better one. For example, we have that Mbappé with both in the French uniform and also the PSG uniform. And me personally, I like to buy the national team uniform simply because soccer players get to transfer from team to team sometime every few years. And, you know, then what do you do? Do you buy the new cards from the new club or is the old one still going to have as much value? So I usually target the national team because I think that uh, during Euro and World Cup, that's the kids people are going to see them with. That's pretty much going to be on national TV. I think ESPN actually has the World Cup when it's out. So people will see them in the national uniform and then they'll gravitate toward buying that card. 
But of course, there's some exception to the rule. You know, with Sancho, for example, I think his cards in the Dortmund uniform is more valuable than the Optic at this point. But mm -hmm. I think that's because it came first. Um, well, all things considered, if you pretty much have them both coming out of the same year, I do believe the national cards will be better simply because the demand is there. I think I think something interesting about Sancho also is that he had an optic with the English national team on it. But imagine if he had a prism with the English national team on it, it would by far outsell the Topps Chrome. I think if we're looking at the different brands, and you probably agree with me here, it's probably Prism World Cup number one, including the Euro set. That's a big set. And then Optic is number three with Topps Chrome falling right between the two. Uh, that's why we see the Sancho Topps Chrome uh, Champions League selling for more than the Optic card. Even though that the Optic card is gaining a lot of steam recently, I really think that the rated rookie logo on that helps a ton because we don't have any other Sancho cards other than the immaculate base number 65, which is over $1,000. Uh, there's not many rookie logos on Sancho cards. So I really think there with, with the Jay and Sancho, that's why that's the case. I think another really good debate about the club versus national team card comes with the Kai Havertz and the Optic German National League card or the Topps Chrome Bundesliga. Uh, what, what team is he on again? You got to remind me. He's on uh, Bayer Leverkusen right now, but he's probably yeah. going to move to Chelsea. Right, yeah. So so they did just announce that transfer possibly for him to Chelsea. So that's a really good discussion, I think, with Chelsea getting Havertz and what can happen with those two cards because now we're not going to see him in that buyer uniform anymore. And when you know he's on the center stage with the German national team because they're so loaded with Timo Werner also and Leroy Sané and other guys, uh, we might see that, that optic card really dominate. And it is right now. The optic card for Havertz is worth more than the Topps Chrome Bundesliga. Is it because of Bundesliga and Champions League that might have a little bit of a difference too? Because as you know, the Champions League set is the better set, even though the Havertz doesn't have a Champions League card, so we can't see the difference there. I wonder if Erling Holland will have a Champions League card. I heard that yes. was pushed back until November now. Yes. Isn't that kind of crazy? It's unreal. It was supposed to be in March, and yeah. I regret not buying those boxes from Blowout for $52 back in March. And I think pre-orders is going for now 800 for that same box. Yeah. That is nuts. I can't believe how much they've pushed it back. Uh, I remember I was telling you that, oh, the day before my birthday, it's releasing. Yes. I hope to rip a couple boxes. That obviously didn't happen. Um, early Holland Bundesliga card as well is a massive card because other than the Topps Finest, that's really it. And people love Topps Chrome versus Topps Finest. So I think there's just some really big discussion here at Lands between national team card and club team card. Obviously, if you bought over the last six to eight months, if you owned any of them, you're making a Doesn't ton of matter. money. It, it wouldn't yes. have mattered. I think that there is definitely more of a nuanced discussion going forward now, though, with many of the cards, their markets are so much higher. You and I have been talking about that. There is decisions that have to be made now instead of just Correct. buy everything that's between Prism Correct. Optic and Select and Topps Chrome. Um, so that's cool. Good. I'm really glad that, that we got to talk about that. Next thing I want to talk about is you are super into soccer. You're Yes. You know, probably one of the better friends I have that are really into the soccer uh, game itself, not necessarily the card market, but knowing the players, prospects, reading the European news, all that stuff. Tell me about prospecting. Tell me about how you do it, what you look for, and just give me a little bit of information on that. Yeah, so I think with me, I'm more of a soccer fan first, and I had to learn from you all these different sets and all the card market because I was clueless. But mm -hmm. I'm first a soccer fan, and then I'm a card investor collector. So when I look at potential cards, I look at, there's a few things, I, you know, I've been following the channel for a while and there's a term that Sam liked to use is checking the box when he evaluates players. So I have some boxes that I made for myself in my head and 
if a player check a few boxes, I look what cards are available. And sometimes I have to contact you. It's like, oh, I like this guy. What card do I should I get? Because I'm just clueless, but I'm learning. And thank you for all your inputs and help over the last few months. So the first and the most important um, criteria I use is the position. I usually like to go for forwards or attacking midfielders. Uh, just like in baseball, when somebody hit a home run, his card's going up. Usually with soccer, if you score a lot of goals, you have a lot of assists, your cards will go up. So it doesn't mean that I don't buy any defensemen. Sometimes I do simply because they check some of the other boxes. But the first two things is the position. Attacking midfielder and forwards, simply because of the attention they get. Yep. Second is uh, what team. You know, I really think it's important what domestic team that the player play for, uh, simply because each team is playing in the domestic. And then also, if you finish within the top few spots, depending on your league, you'll be advancing to either playing in the Champions League or in the Europa League. So I like to target players that have the potential to play in the Champions League or the Europa League. And that's simply because of exposure. I'll give you an example. Um, last year, Erling Haaland started his playing in the Champions League, but he was playing for Salzburg, which is an Austrian team that nobody pretty much follow or care about. But because he was playing in the Champions League, you got a lot of eyes on him and a lot of scouts. For example, this card, when I got, you know, you know, it was really, really cheap, but I knew who he was. He was that's, for example, that card was representing his hat-trick he scored in the Champions League. So I like to get players that have the exposure because it means that not only me, you have scouts from all over Europe looking at these games and eventually buying them and moving them to a better club. And therefore, the card value will go up. Yep. And for those listening via audio only, uh, Oren just showed the early Holland tops now number. Uh, there's only a print run of 178 on those from the Champions League with Salzburg. And he has the PSA 10. So this card back in December when we were talking about it was $20 to $25 for a non-graded. I had one. You got two. I got a 9.5 on mine. I sold it a long time ago. And then you still have your PSA 10 now, which is what? That's got to be 1500 right now? Yes. And there's one more with Clay hopefully coming back soon. <laughs> Yeah, two PSA 10s of that card would be awesome. So congrats yes. on the grade on that. And then Thank one you. more clarification point. When you say domestic team, you mean like club team, right? Just for people Correct. that are listening to the different terminologies. Awesome. So club team, domestic team, same thing. Great discussion there. What do you have next for us? The next criteria is the national team. You know, it's very important for me anyway that I'm going to see that player playing in the Euro, which is every four years. And in the World Cup, which is every four years as well, they alternate. For example, the Euro was supposed to be in 2020. It got pushed back this year. But usually every two years we'll have these big tournaments, which, uh, again, it's all about the hype and the media exposure and therefore attention they get. So for me, it was very important to get players that will make it or already made the Euro or constantly making it or teams that are playing in the World Cup and in the World Cup, you know, you have about 32 teams from different regions of the world. So it doesn't have to be only European team, but it's very important to see them in every four years because I think that you get a lot of, again, it's all about scouting. You have a lot of scouts looking at those games and therefore investors and collectors liking those players. Awesome. And then another thing about the, the Euro Cup is that it was supposed to happen this summer. It got delayed until 2021. There was a 2016 Prism Euro set, but this upcoming release for the Euro, I think it's actually happening in September or November between there, is 2020 Euro Select. And of course, we won't have the Euro this summer. 
it'll be next summer. But I remember when you and I were talking a while ago, you said, I need a new set to come out. I need a new set to come out because prices are going up on stuff that's already out. You want to go and get into new players that are coming out. Is 2020 Euro Select going to be a huge set for you that you're going to look into to try and invest in going you, forward? I'll be honest with you. I think I'm going to wait for the prism. I do believe the way Panini is doing things now is they're trying to come up with new sets, obviously, to generate more revenue. I do mm-hmm. believe um, they're going to have the Euro Select 2020, but I... I'm 90% sure they're going to have a prism euro. Also, so you know, I mean, uh, the name Euro 2020 will stay 2020, even yeah. though it's going to be in 2021. They're still going to call it Euro 2020. Yeah. So I do believe we're going to get a Euro 2021 prism set. And, yeah. and as far as what I'm going to target, it's all depend on the checklist. Whenever the checklist comes out, I actually sit there and go line by line and see what's on there. And we'll see. We'll see what, what players they have on there. But if they have Holland from Norway, for example, of course, I'll try to get it. That'll be his first card. But I yep. personally, when it comes to this big tournament, I like the prism. Yep. Awesome. And something about Oren is that I've learned, and you all will learn from this video, is that he does his homework. He prepares everything, always is ready for the next play in the soccer card market. So I love that. Uh, moving on to point four here, what do we got? The next thing, which is uh, more for the true soccer fans, I think, but... It doesn't, you don't have to be, you know, like me, watch every single game. I watch the Bundesliga. I watch the Portuguese league. I watch even the Greek game sometime because I'm, a, like I said, diehard soccer fan and I follow all these players that play everywhere. But it's very important to follow the transfer market. And what I mean by that is um, if you see, for example, a few examples is when Timo Werner moved from his, sorry, I'm blanking it, the Red, Red Bull team and he moved to, Leaps, Leapsburg? to Chelsea. I'm sorry? Wasn't it like Leaps, Leapsburg or something? Yes, yes. Red Bulls, Leipzig? Yes. Yeah. yes, Leipzig. When he moved from there to Chelsea, you know, what I did, for example, and I went and I got as many of these as I could get, which is Marcel Sabizer, which because he's pretty much going to be his replacement there. You know, and we saw it um, in the last eight, the final eight in Lisbon, when Marcel had a bigger role in the team. They lost, but... I'm looking forward to next year. Leipzig made it to the Champions League. Marcel Sabitzer pretty much checked the box for the domestic team because he's playing for a good team, which is going to be in the Champions League. He's also going to be in the Euro, Austria. He plays for Austria, which made it to the Euro next year. And I, in my opinion, he's going to get transfer eventually. So when I see transfer happening, I go and try to see what effect it's going to have, who is going to fill the void. Another player, which is more of a riskier player because he's still very young, is Florian Wirtz, which is 17 years old. And as soon as, I don't know if you, if you remember, but there was a couple of games that Kai was pretty much benched. And the reason he was benched is because he, he requested the transfer. And Florian started instead of him and he actually scored a goal. He's the youngest player in Bundesliga history to score a goal. So I went and I picked up those tops now card. I know they're not really popular, but you know, we already, already saw what happened with Haaland and his tops card. And I believe that this card, I mean, I don't think there's any other cards of him yet. So yeah, the, and the good thing is... That's a, that's a huge point about the tops now is that for guys that just burst on the scene, there's no other cards of them at the time. So if you get the cards of the Verts and then you grade them and stuff, you have huge margins because they have no other cards out there. Uh, Mason Greenwood has other cards out there. So that, you know, 10,000 plus print run card still going to do well as a PSA 10, but not as well as that Holland. That's a print run 178 or the ones that you have there. Yeah. So I tried to see the domestic, the transfer or, 
for example, what's happened with Kai, and I see who's going to fill the void, who is going to be the next player up. And that's what I try to do. Again, you don't have to follow it so closely, but if you just read the main headlines, you, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So the next topic that we're looking at here is the power of grading in soccer. And this is a huge example I brought up in the Slabstocks FC intro video is that the margins between a, a non-graded card, a PSA 9 and a PSA 10 are just insane, bigger than we see in any other sport. Because of the lack of supply of PSA graded cards in soccer, another thing contributing to that is the bottleneck at PSA, the huge backup of the cards. So many of these soccer cards have been starting to get sent in over the last eight to 10 months, not the last two years. So, Oren, I want you to talk to me about what have you done in the grading world? How has it worked out? What are you doing currently? And going forward, what do you see with the power of grading? Because it is a huge deal in soccer. Yeah. So, again, this is all thanks to you for helping me out in the beginning. But I had no idea what to do. And then you introduced me to Clay. So I started buying the cards. And I know it's funny, but the first sub I sent was only five cards. That was back in January, which I got, which one of them was the Haaland that I got. But yeah. as time went by, I realized, hey, this is the way to maximize your return. I mean, the way I look at it is maximizing the return on my investment. So if I send the card, and again, it's working out for the best right now when PSA is slow because the cards are keep going up in value. Well, if I would get a card back a month ago, and the classic example is this card, which, as you know, I'm very yeah. mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> you're selling this as a PSA 9 for $50 on your live stream. I mean, I think yeah. they tripled the value already from a few weeks ago. Yeah, and that's the Jaho Felice PSA 10 Tops Chrome Rookie. Uh, I don't. What's the correct pronunciation for his name? Because I probably just butchered it. No, no, you said it right. It's Jaho Felice. I did? Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, so again, I mean, as because we see all these influx of buyers, we just supply and demand. You know, the supply is very small with soccer compared to other markets. And mm-hmm. that card is a PSA 10 is about $500 now. And I don't yeah. know how much you were and selling them, but I think you were giving them away. <laughs> 175 was the sale price on those. And I remember I just actually looked today. I was showing a friend of mine an example of the soccer, the grading margins. I actually use that exact same card because non-graded right now is $40 to $60. PSA 9 is 130 to 175 PSA 10 is 475 to 525 So there is just huge levels of margins there in these soccer graded cards. And, you know, if you're watching right now and wondering, should I be doing this? Should I be starting now? Yes, you should. Because before we know it, in a year from now, there's going to be many more PSA graded cards in the marketplace. There will still be very much opportunity with grading soccer cards, just like there's a grading basketball card today. It's just that as time goes on, the opportunity and the profit margin just shrinks a little bit more. Um, So I would recommend jumping in now if you're looking to do so. Well, you also have to consider the demand. I mean, if the demand is to continue going up, I mean, even those PSA 9 continue to climb because people, it's going to be unaffordable. So I agree. I believe, and, go ahead. Yeah, I believe that, you know, when it comes to soccer, just send everything in as much as you can. Obviously, try to get PSA 9 and PSA 10. And we talked about it a few times. I remember me asking you a few times, oh, should I ask Clay to send them in as a 9? And you said, absolutely. And I think that's the best thing I ever done. You know, even those 2014 Prison World Cup, you know, that we sent and all those PSA 9 are crazy. And I'm just... Yep waiting for them to come back, which is, at this point, it's working out for the best. Yeah, for sure. Crazy, crazy, crazy what's going on with the great soccer card market. Uh, jump in now if you can. Definitely follow Oren on Instagram. Uh, we have one more topic here to hit on, and it's what, what are you buying now? Where are you looking? Because of how we talked about earlier, Prism, 
Optic, Tops Chrome exploded. Of course, there's still ways to make money in those sets, but where are you looking now that those things have really gotten some spotlight on, on them? Yeah, like so with me, I'm just like Sam. I, I don't I like to pretty much have low risk. I like the low risk, high reward kind of a play. So when I see that the optic set, the prism set, everything is blowing up, I was very excited when the Chronicle set came out. I know a lot of people don't like them. I know the cards are so cheap right now, but we've seen what happened with the little demand. I mean, I still think the Chronicle print one is way less than the prism in basketball. So, and we also had a retail release on the Chronicle, which helps a lot because you get people just opening the cards and just listing them on eBay. Hey, it's a $10 card for them, but for me, I believe as a PSA 10, it will give me great return. So again, back to how I buy things is you look at my um, prospecting and some of the players that check the, the boxes is, for example, one of the, my top guys that I like right off the bat and I start buying him as soon as it came out is these Kubo cards. He has two cards. He has his base card and he has his rookie tickets. So he's a Japanese guy, which gets the international market he was signed at very young age for Barcelona, and then FIFA avoided the contract. He signed with Real Madrid, and he's been loaned out a few times already. He was loaned out to Mallorca, and now he's loaned for Villarreal, which will play in the Europa League. And the idea behind the buys with him is simply is get him ready to come back to Real Madrid and lead the team, which, you know, these cards that go for $10, $20 now, I believe that in a year or two, especially if his team make it to the World Cup, will yield great returns you know yeah. the, the next guy the next guy again same thing is a very young talent again with these chronicles is all about for me is the age as well i like to invest in people that will give me enough time for mature and for the price to go up so the next one is again he has two cards it's either it's name is rodrigo play for brazil and real madrid again he has the rookie ticket and he has the base and i'm buying both the prices came down when the Chronicle set came out. And I think we talked about it and you're the one who advised me, oh, just wait, you'll see prices coming down because of people selling. And I've been buying them in the last couple of weeks. As the prices go down, I buy more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You and know? Rodrigo, Rodrigo uh, contenders tickets, weren't those down to like 20 bucks around there? 20, 25 dollars? Yes. Yes. Yeah, like seems crazy to me because looking at the soccer card market, I think what happens is people learn about a certain aspect and people hit it hard and then they don't know about the other aspects and you can really start to see where the difference is. Like, and then you look at Rodrigo contenders versus some of these other guys, like even Mason Greenwood, who people talk about a ton, whose ticket is 200 plus dollars. I mean, $20 compared to 200 plus, you're already buying for 10%. Just the, the margin is too big, or at least it seems, which is a great buy for you, as you said. Yes, and not only that, you have to also consider, you know, I love Manchester United, don't get me wrong, but that mm-hmm. team is so loaded. I don't know how much playing time, he, I know he's starting, but, you know, if he won't play well and he's still very young, it's going to take him time to mature and develop, while Rodrigo, in my opinion, is already guaranteed to be in the starting 11 for next year. So yep. that's the way I look at things. Uh, and the last guy, which, I mean, his cards are between a dollar and five, is Esposito from Inter. His guy is 17 years old. And he's already getting playing time for Inter. He even played at the semifinal last week. Only came off the bench for five minutes. But for me, it shows me that at 17 years old, you get to play for the semifinal. Even garbage time, it means the coach believes in you. And he played for Italy, for example, which is another powerhouse when it comes to the World Cup and Euro. Hopefully, I mean, they haven't done well in the last couple. But I'm sure, I mean, the history 
tells me that he'll be on the team. And at 17, as a striker, you should get a lot of hype behind him. Between a dollar and five, it's definitely worth my risk. Yeah, I agree there. Something I want to hit hard here is that looking at the baseball and basketball card market, what generally happens when you're prospecting and there's these really lower tier guys that hit it big at one point and they have very, very few PSA graded cards out there, those things explode like crazy. So if you're sitting here and watching Oren talking about Rodrigo and Esposito, maybe you think, okay, if I buy Rodrigo for 25, graded for 15, and then I'm into PSA 10 for $40, think about if Rodrigo scores two huge goals and explodes on that scene. Those very few PSA 10s out there would just you know explode in value. Um, and I'm not saying that just so you go and buy only Rodrigo or Esposito. That's not why I'm saying it. There's many things out there. Do not just go and you know cram into one zone because what I was just talking about is that when many people cram into one dynamic place of the market, it just it gets way too out of balance too fast, which makes it really susceptible to fall in the next month. Right. Um, so definitely be aware of what you're looking at and how you're prospecting. I think talk uh, thinking about Oren's prospecting points is so huge. And if you're a new person into not just the soccer card market, but soccer in general, because so many people join the soccer card market are new to soccer too. I think the thing that you are so excited about with soccer is that you really think over these next two years as Euro hype and World Cup hype builds, people who are soccer fans first will start to also find out about soccer cards like you did. So it's not just the people who are on basketball and baseball that are joining soccer. It's the actual soccer fans also. Correct. And if if you're joining it as not a soccer fan but want to become a soccer fan, think about his prospecting points. And to end it off here, Orin, I want you to give some advice for someone just very, very new to soccer, coming into the soccer card market new, coming into the soccer prospecting and watching world absolutely new. What's your best advice for someone to get into this and really start to research? Because so many people just don't know where to start researching. Well, I know with the, I mean, we talked about it during the Champions League and I was in shock that you weren't able to watch it on free TV. You know, if I live in Los Angeles, so I have the Spanish channel to watch it with, but um, I know it's very hard. It's not easy. But the easiest thing to do is just go to Google and search up uh, English Premier League, La Liga, start with those two big leagues. Uh, most people follow those leagues. You know, me personally, I also follow the Bundesliga, which a lot of their players transfer from the Bundesliga to the bigger teams in Europe, such as Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester United, etc. But if you're new to soccer, uh, just started the basics, started EPL, which is English Premier League, started La Liga. I think their games are in CNBC on Saturdays, as, as far as the EPL, and just start mm -hmm. watching, enjoying the game, learn, see the young players, uh, follow also the bigger player. For example, with Rodrigo, he played for Brazil as well. Follow the other Brazilian on this team. Um, another great player, which is Rodrigo's teammate, is a junior, Vinicius Junior, which plays mm -hmm. with him for Real Madrid. And I believe there'll be a little combination in the, Euro in the World Cup. They don't play for the Euro because they are from Brazil. But we'll see them playing um, right here. I think it's going to be in Brazil or Argentina, the next Carnival tournament. So follow them, you know, see the young players, and then just buy the cards. And the one advice that I tell my friends all the time, don't chase. If you see a card went from $5 to $50, do not be chasing them. I mean, that's my advice. I don't believe in if a price, if a card went up 10 times, that's a smart investment. But we all, I said the same thing about Mbappé when I was buying it for 10 to 15 and the people asking me at $50, like, no, you shouldn't be buying. So we all have our own risk tolerance.
Yep. A hundred percent. And I like to preach that Sam does too. manage your risk with what you can do. And you're going to do very well if you stick to some rules and Oren set out some really great rules for you today on the slab or on the soccer card market during the slab stocks FC video. Oren, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to have his Instagram handle page up here right now. Go shoot him a follow. If you have a question, I'm sure he'll have a little bit of time to maybe get to one or two of them. Um, but you know, maybe a lot of questions come in. Sorry to overload you about that, but or in any last words on this Slapstocks FC? No, video? no I mean, I thank you. I, I, I'm very, I was very happy. Well, a little secret or so. I was very disappointed when he told me you were doing this Slapstock FC because I knew it meant I'm losing a trading buddy because for the last, when I started, we were running ideas off and I know you were buying. But once you told me about this, what you're about to do when you're going to stop buying and selling in the market, I was really sad in the beginning. I'll be honest with you. But... <laughs> As time goes by, I'm very happy and I'm very grateful for the, all the help and input you, you helped me. I mean, without you, I wouldn't be sitting on so much inventory and I'm just waiting for Clay to work his magic. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Oren. That's awesome. I really appreciate that. And thank you so much for joining the show. And if you're watching, thank you so much for watching. This is going to be a continued segment. We will have more interviews on here. So look out for more of those in the future. This was Slabstocks FC. Enjoy your Sunday. I will talk to you next week.